Good evening and welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. My name is Jack Mancini and I'm here with my longtime business coach partner, Adam Sunhalter. And we're here for an hour from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern, no, Eastern Daylight Time. And what we're going to talk about, as we do every Wednesday at this time, we're going to talk about small businesses. We're experts in small businesses, having owned, operated, consulted, uh, bought, sold. I don't know if you could name anything regarding a small business that we haven't touched on in one way or another. Learned a lot of lessons through that process and have had great success coaching other people who own businesses or who start up businesses. Anyway, tonight we're going to have a program that deals with family friends or family and friends stuff. What does that mean? Owners of small businesses who who will hire or start companies with their family or friends and the issues that come from that. And we're currently we're currently coaching about eight or nine companies that have family or friends issues. And those issues really result more often than not, way more often than we'd like, with dysfunction within the company. Very, very difficult running companies successfully uh, with family and friends, and we're going to tell you why over the next hour. So what I'd like to do is introduce my partner, my business coaching partner, Adam Sunhalter. Adam, welcome to the show tonight. Good to have you here. <laughs> always good to be here, Jack, and uh, we welcome you as the, the audience always listening. We appreciate our, our avid followers, uh, both here on the uh, live on the air here at WINT, but also our folks out in the podcast sphere, whether you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever else you, you pick up the podcast. We appreciate you listening, being loyal listeners, and, and being part of the show. And as we always say, you're always welcome to be part of the show. If you want to call in live the studio here, we've got Sean sitting by on the board here. You can give him a call at 440 nine four six nine four six eight and as jack said we got family tonight we're going to be talking about and it's a very true thing people often will use that term of family business and we'll talk about some different situations here in terms of our views on it and some stories of a lot of what can be unintended consequences of getting family and close friends involved in the business and so if you want to get again, you want to get a hold of us and share some of the stories you've got or share a situation that you have in your family business, we'd love to hear from you. You can again you can call in at 440-946-9468. You can also email us radio at maximumvp.com or you can uh, tweet at us. You can do for the, our company one is at maximumvp. For Jack Mancini, it's at Jack M M V P and for me it's at Adam Sonhalter. So lots of ways to be part of the show. We got again. We have a great show for you tonight. I'm going to jump in here in terms of how do you kind of keep the family together, and that can be as it relates to the business itself or outside of the business. And that's one of those things that will happen when you get family involved. There are many, often unintended consequences that can that can be part of it. But what, you know what what often happens, Jack, when when we've got clients come to us, and you know we've been involved with so many different situations over the years. Um, it's quite often we when we first get involved, there are already family members that are involved in the company, and that could be siblings involved. You could have you know, parents and children involved. You could have spouses involved, or you have lifelong friends or very close friends that are involved that are that are kind of like family. If we get in a situation where we don't have family involved yet, 
and we get an email or a text or a phone call or, or, or it's brought up during one of our discussions and they say, hey, Jack, you know, I'm thinking about bringing in my, uh, my son to be part of the business. What do you think about that? Oh, I get scared right away when I hear those sounds. That's one of the worst things <laughs> that you can do. No, I, I shouldn't be so ominous. Is that the right word? But uh, uh, it, it does cause problems more often than we'd like. And those uh, those problems aren't necessarily shown at the beginning, and that could be several years uh, in which you know the the son starts to come into the business, and it takes that long for the business to adjust to what is often unearned power and influence, and other kinds of problems again, which we'll get into. You know what I what I want to also add here, we. Uh, we take we take the stories that we talk about and uh, the issues that we're framing that we talk about, and we take those from our actual coaching experiences. So as I said at the outset, we have currently eight clients that are involved with family or friend issues with their company. Uh, we've had many, many more through the years. We've been together 15 years, so we've seen a lot. And right now we have eight, and we're going to talk about different issues with those eight clients. So which one do you want to kind of talk about, Adam? Well, I don't yeah. know who you're talking about, but yeah, well, no one else will. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Well, let's talk about you know, what are some of the common reasons why people often want to bring in, let's say they want to bring in a son or a daughter to the business, okay? Okay. So that's we often will hear about it, and, and it's often in the owner's mind. And we've had clients over the years where they've either started or bought a company, and the idea is, in their mind, is they want to create something that they can, you know, start or buy and grow, to be able to then hand off to their uh, to their children, and have a legacy that 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 lives beyond them and becomes part of the family, and enables those, you know, the, the, their kids to be able to be part of the business going forward, and to help them kind of grow it. So there's often that that idea, that warm and, fuzzy dream. Yeah, you know? yeah, and it often doesn't get beyond the owner for a while it's going to get it often gets stuck in her head that's what she's thinking about and what will happen is if it starts to become articulated well the kids may have no interest at all in that business or business at all or wanting to own a business i mean but it becomes very difficult as a kid to say no to those things often or to, to plug in or if you're saying yes to it you're not quite sure what you're saying yes to i mean it's like often when you know when we get married at a pretty young age, and you you take those vows, Jack, of kind of for better or for worse. And if you're 22, 23, 24, 25 there years is no old, worse, right? yeah, you know, it's what's the worst mean? You know, you, you go from having sex every day to you know every other day kind of thing. It's like, what do you, you know, is, is that what it's supposed to be? Wait a minute, did you say sex? <laughs> he did. He did. That'd be the worst did, part, Sean. right? <laughs> so it could be very different. <laughs> what what the reality of better yes, or worse is going to oh, be, right? Okay, we're back on. Uh, what are we back on now? <laughs> I see. I get, it's easy to get Jack distracted, right? It's like here, <laughs> squirrel going over there. All right. That's so, right. <laughs> so, so this, so the idea of kind of what better or for worse is, or if I'm saying yes to something like that, I don't even know what I'm saying yes to. If somebody asks me, hey, do you want to take over the company? That's a great point, Adam. You know, I mean, it really is. Here you are, 20 years old, and you're saying yes to something that's going to manifest itself to who knows what when you're when you're 60 70 god that's something but yes go on so that could be one of the one of the challenges you can also have the challenge where um often people will, will bring their kids in something very simple hey you know, my kid can't find a job 
or lost their job. And, you know, they've been around the company for, you know, for growing up. I mean, I, I own the company for 27 years, Jack, and, the, the, you know, the, the kids basically kind of grown up here. They they know the business. And I, you know, why don't we just give them a job? You know, give them a job at the very bottom kind of starting out. All right? <laughs> just kind of, you know, again, trying to be whether the, the, the maternal instinct of a mother or paternal instinct of a father kind of help, help to kind of take care of those young cubs and kind of bring them in here. So, so that's oh, a good idea, oblivious. right, Jack? Oh, man, it's a wonderful <laughs> idea. The, the, what could go uh, wrong the with that? Force, the workforce in your company will just love you. To have the son <laughs> who was just let go in his other job to come into this one. Uh, yeah, that's what you want to see more of. One of the better employees. <laughs> the, the problem is you can't objectively measure the issues, the, the, the what are subjective issues, you know, with having your, your son or daughter in the company. Unless they're excellent, then we'll define excellent as as uh, tremendous experience and success in whatever companies that they worked in. Uh, good knowledge of the business, good personality relative to, to managing people successfully. Just an overall good addition, some you would hire if it weren't your, your uh, relations. And, and that's what's important, to, to take the kid into the company, especially when, when he or she has not performed and probably is not mature enough to be successful, it's going to create problems which we see time and time and time again. The influence, the undue influence of, of the, the kid and his feeling, especially today it seems, more of an entitlement, is it's so detrimental to the company it's very difficult to explain. Let's go. Let's give some examples of that, Jack. That's a very that's a very key word. When you, when you mentioned that that word influence again, you, I think you use the word undue influence. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so that can be influenced a couple of ways. One is for the employees. So and we talk to our owners about this all the time, and we, we try to help them understand what their power is and how difficult it can be to get true feedback and a, and a good sense of how things are really going to get people to freely speak their minds to you as the owner, because at the end of the day. You're the boss, and you're the one signing the check. And so if I'm an employee, I'm going to try to be open with you, but my, nat- my natural state is to not, you know, again, the whole, what's the, the kid's book, The Emperor Has No Clothes kind of thing. And that's kind of how that's, people will tend to right. operate. Um, if you're lucky, you, if you've got 10 people who are, who are part of your company, if you have one or two that truly speak their minds and count yourself as fortunate. So if you have that, that, that child in there who is, you know, whether they're totally incompetent, with no experience at all, or even if, even if they're okay, what happens is because of their last name, they have undue influence. So when that child says something, even if I think you're a total moron, well, I can't just tell you you're a total moron because that's going to have unintended consequences for me as, that's a, right. as an employee. So, so you don't say it. You're, you're, so you don't you're say more that. often than not don't say it. So from an employee standpoint, that, that creates a bunch of influence that can be abused. Where I can come and say, you know, hey, my mom said this or she wouldn't like that or my dad's doing this all of a sudden. And, you know, maybe you, <laughs> the parent has no idea what I'm talking about or that I'm even saying these things. But I'm saying it and using, using that name to my advantage and to be able to put you as the employee in a very difficult situation. So that could be... Um, something that you don't even think that's happening as the owner, but but happens quite a bit. We see it happen quite a bit. The, I guess I'll call even the bigger one when we talk about undue influences because of your access to the owner. 
So if you're, if you're, you know, let's say you're, you know, this situation like we talked about here, Jack, we have a child. Okay, well, you have access to your to your boss, who is also your parent, because you see him not only there at work but outside of work. At hey, you, you go to a normal dinner, you got a family activity or a birthday party or, or a holiday, whatever it might be, you're there, you're around them, you have access to them that nobody else has. And we know we talked about this numerous times on the show, Jack. We talk about it almost every day. There's no switch to turn your brain off, or all of a sudden we're drawing a hard line between, hey, you, we you, aren't talking business, right? That's right. You know each other. You know each other from business. Well, you know each other because you're family or friends, but you really know somebody because of the business. So you're going to talk about that at these social gatherings, uh, the family social gatherings. It's just very difficult. And when it comes time, when you, you finally figure out that this, this uh, friend or family is not really pulling their own correctly and you have to terminate them. Wow. We'll talk more about that the next segment. But what what happens is that we have seen with these, with these eight clients that we're working with now, it is so difficult to pull the trigger. And it just isn't going one way where where uh, the parent is, is having issues with the, the child. It goes the other way, too, where the child is trying to absorb into the business and is qualified to do it. But he or she is having trouble with the parents. You can't uh, fire the parents. They they can, but they find it difficult, so difficult that they keep kicking the can down the street here. They they don't make the decision, which just compounds the problems in the company. And quite frankly, in my opinion, that's one of the biggest issues that, that companies start to fail, where the parents kind of drop the ball, and they may have a competent kid, but it can't be... It can't be rectified, so there's issues, big issues. We see it often. All right, we'll, we'll come back to that after our first break here. Jack Turner's talking more about parents and children within the company, why it's maybe not such a great idea to be able to make that happen. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches, and we help companies, small companies, defined as 1 to 25 employees, uh, get out of that state of how. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, And Don't feel alone anymore. All right, welcome back, welcome back. We're here. It's a small business. I uh, appreciate you listening in. We're always here every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. That's our company for a long time now. We've been together doing this stuff, 15 years and running. So welcome to the show again. And we're talking about family and friends in your small business and how they got there and what happens when they do. So yeah, so we started talking in the first segment about kids in the business and, and why it may not be such a good idea, and we're chatting and giving some examples of some of the undue or maybe unexpected or unanticipated influence that a kid coming in might have. And we gave examples of how it can impact the employees uh, from a direct standpoint in terms of that kind of name and, and influence being being abused a little bit directly, but then also just the overall overall access that the child has to the owner, you know, just due to the relationship. And Jack has given some examples uh, of that as well. It can go both ways in terms of once you, once you get the kids involved, what's kind of going on in terms of how do you how do you make sure that they're doing what's best for the organization? 
And when it comes to, again, the, the idea, as I mentioned in the first segment, of trying to transition the company and hand it over, and we get involved in a lot of situations like that where we've got the transition going, whether it be from the first generation to the second or if it's second to the third, whatever it might be, and it becomes often a sticking point to how do you get that, 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 that current generation to hand the reins over and find out kind of what to do next. And that can be very can be very challenging. So there's a lot of things that people again in their minds and they have an idea in their mind of what things should look like. But I think most of us know and can appreciate often what things appear to be in our mind or in our fantasy world. Uh, often when they come to reality, don't quite measure up the way we thought, or maybe we haven't thought about all the potential what if scenarios. And we've seen so many of them, Jack, in our in our time. Where again, it can it, it can work well. And I think what we often advise people is if the, the 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 kid has some experience some real world experience away from yeah away from the business at hand here yeah to 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 get the experience of working for a boss who's not related to you we can't emphasize that enough how important that is and if you get a chance to work for multiple bosses because again what's going to happen is they're going to get a sense you're going to get a sense for what a good boss looks like a not so good boss looks like for people being to treating you for and 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 um approaching you based on your style, your skills, your ability that has nothing to do with your with your name or relation to the person who's part of that company. You got you know stand on your own couple of feet for a little while and you're going to learn stuff. What happens is if you if you work somewhere else, it can only be maybe 5 years, 10 years. You're going to now bring something to the business just from that experience of being somewhere else and having been exposed to, to, to something different. If all you know is that business that you grew up with, the, your your view of the world is so narrow and so limited that it becomes very difficult to appreciate what you have there and to truly bring some value to the business, to help move the business forward and help it grow. Well, that applies to the to the owners, and we're again going from from uh, parents to siblings here. And for the most part, you know, that's what we're talking about tonight, trying to, uh, you know, dissect and relate our experiences with hiring, hiring, let's just say your children or your friends. And what happens is that often the owner also started this company at a time and maybe is running it for 25 years. Maybe that's the only company that he or she has ever been experienced with. This is the owner, current owner. So naturally, in the early going, especially in the early going, they hire family and friends. Now I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking about uh, their brothers or their uncles who are now getting up there in years. And they don't have the experience either in handling a situation in which they're going to bring in and, and understand the problems with hiring friends and family. And so what happens is that Problems are created just because of that alone, where they can't be objective on either side, either the kids or the parents. And that's what, what happens. Or the familiarity, especially with the, with the kid, is such where they will show disrespect just intuitively because they know the parents so well. And that's done in front of other employees. And to Adam's point before, those other employees aren't going to call the boss or talk to the boss and say, hey, boss, your kid's really making a mockery out of this or your your kid's really uh, showing disrespect. 
he's doing these other things. So the kid continues to work and, and create an environment that is not conducive for inclusion of other people. Let me give a real simple example of what that might look like, Jack. You know, the, right. that, that term disrespect can almost seem very harsh and very dramatic. It could be something as simple as this. So I'm going to walk into the boss's office and just sit down and shoot the bull for a little bit. Now, if the boss isn't your mom or dad, chances are you aren't going to do that. You don't, you don't walk into the boss's office to just hang out and shoot the bull for especially, a little bit. Especially when you call him mom or dad. That's another thing too, right? Come in, hey, that's, Dad, that's I got example. this problem here. Let's, let's yeah, or yes. I got this issue. Or hey, did you see the uh, the Indians here? This is a Cleveland-based company. So oh, Willoughby, but suburb of Cleveland. That's okay. No, so the, 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 that's a good point too, Jack. So it could be very subtle that way. So hey, it's you know, if we were father son here, every hey, Dad, what's going on? Instead of calling you Jack, well, I got to call you Jack instead of calling you Dad because that's going to be it's a whole different tone. It's more professional. Again, I'll use that term professional. Maybe that's the way to think about this. Again, you wouldn't just kind of go in your boss's office and 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 sit down and and, and shoot the bull. You wouldn't call him out. There's a certain thing you got to do where you walk in that door, and you're no longer. And it's, it takes an effort and a conscious effort. That that relationship you have has to be left at the door. And you come in, you got to come in. And if you've never experienced that, if you've never worked somewhere else, and often we see the the, the parents who maybe started the company that, that they don't know any different either, because what they know is that business. And so um, they aren't often aware of these things. And the, the impact of that can be, can be tremendous because what happens when, you know, one of the unintended consequences can be good people, if they feel like, hey, you know what, things are never going to change here and, and, and the kids are going to take over or, or are going to be in leadership roles no matter what I do, and even if I'm so much better than they are or add more value to the company th than they do, I'm never fully going to be rewarded for that or appreciated for that. So yeah, they have I'm going to go somewhere else. Unfair advantage. That's absolutely right. They'll they'll see, at least in their mind, the writing on the wall. If the kid who has unearned unearned his his uh, his right to the heir, he he becomes the heir apparent. He basically uh, is going to drive out good people, uh, only because they can't see a future. And and if the future is a, they can't run the company, or B, they got to work for this bozo. Uh, they're going to be out. Conversely, if the kid is good, and we'll define good as having outside experience for five or ten years, has proven uh, to be successful, has proven to be a, a a person who has got reasonable humility and gets along with people, at the same time can be stern when necessary and direct in a very effective way. If you have that kind of person, okay, that that can work, and we've seen it work. But we don't see it work ten out or nine out of ten times. We see just the opposite. One out of ten times, maybe it works. And why take that chance? Why bring, why bring your your kid into the business? Well, I'll tell you why. It's easy and it's comfortable, and it's a pain in the butt to go hire and look for people and. Uh, go through that process time and time again. I'm going to hire my kid. I know him. Johnny's a good boy. Uh, he's going to work out real well here. But that, to me, is not the way to do it. It's a lazy way to do it. And it's done often, and companies basically have trouble because of it. Well, one good thing to try to do as well is if you do bring bring a child on is do not have them report to you as the owner. 
have somebody else in the company be their boss to where they've got to report to somebody else. So that access we're talking about, okay, once they walk in, that access is going to be different. They, they don't have direct access to you because you aren't managing them. You mentioned that before, Jack, in terms of being able to be objective. It's impossible to be objective with your kids. You know, so being aware of that is very important. You know, when it comes down to it, that's you know the the the, the unintended consequences to the to, to the folks is they got the, is it, they take a look and go, well, gee, if things are really going south or I pick a fight with the kid, guess what? Are they going to fire me? Or are they going to fire the kid? You know, and we've had <laughs> we've had things with with clients where the kids have been fired before, and the shock waves that go through the organization are absolutely unbelievable because <laughs> people, you know. The, the, the team has known that, that that this kid has been harmful to the organization, but they figured, hey, the boss is never going to fire her own kid. And when it happens, the shockwaves that not only go through the organization, which in our minds can be a positive, because it sends a great message, is, hey, you know, you know what? Nobody is safe here if they aren't doing what's what's best for the organization. But then the shockwaves that it can send through the family are tremendous as well. And it becomes very, very challenging. And so, something we'll, we'll get into, I know, here probably in the second part of the show, Jack, is you, you alluded to before in terms of how do you how do you break those things off? You know, the, the coming in is easy, right? Hey, no and problem hiring right. every, every Everything <laughs> is beautiful and yeah. it's going to work out great, right? Like every new beginning. Right. But what happens when you got to hit the eject button? And how do you... How do you get them out? And how do you do that? And still kind of, you know, again, so the, the, the theme of the show here is how do you kind of keep, you know, keep the family together? Well, a lot how of do times, do a lot of we've experienced <laughs> the family doesn't stay together, and it, it creates huge, huge gaps more often than not. It's very, very rare comparatively. It's very rare that that things like that go smooth. So yeah, so we'll we'll touch on that some more when we come back. We'll we'll touch as well. We got we got a message that came through. Uh, from Jacob here locally talking about uh, a business that he started here, and it has to do with siblings. And so we have a lot of experience with siblings, so we'll give you a little background on, on Jacob's situation when we come back here in terms of what do you do when you got siblings working together and there's some there's some challenges that, that, that can go on there. So we'll touch on that when we come back, so stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and uh, we're glad to have you tonight. And we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online, wintradio.com. All right, welcome back here to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We're uh, glad to have you here. We're talking about family stuff tonight here on the show, and Jack's now standing at attention, too. I've got him after two years. Falling a Jack up off his butt and standing in front of the microphone. It's a good thing. Welcome to the to the higher air up here, Jack. Get Jack off his butt, huh? Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. He did it twice tonight. That that we got to watch out. I got, I got Jack distracted by the simple phrases, you know. It's very, very easy to do. So, so got- I'm standing. Why am I standing? No, I'm standing because my back is stiff. So it feels better to break it off with standing versus sitting. All so, right. But I'll sit in a little while. So we got a family theme kind of going on here. We got a note from one of our listeners and appreciate Jacob's kind of putting some stuff out here. And so it's to, to siblings. We've had a lot of siblings involved in business as well. And the basic challenge that, that Jacob's having here, Jacob's the owner of the business and he's a younger brother and he's got an older brother involved in the business that he kind of brought in. And, and the older brother kind of helped him out as part of, you know, kind of a, a, a tough spot. 
And then now the brother kind of is maybe slacking off a bit, taking advantage of him, and uh, has trouble respecting the younger brother who's really the boss. And so a couple of the themes we we're touching on here in the first uh, first half of the show, Jack, in terms of when you when you come into the business, you got to leave those relationships at the door. Not, you know, fewer things can be more. Um, I think the right term to use here in terms of jocularity and friction and you know, you know hugs and everything in between in terms of a relationship of siblings. You know, especially with brothers, kind of you know, literally knock down, drag out wrestling matches to whatever it might be. There can be a lot of competitiveness amongst boys, especially. And well, one of the big problems is uh, when I ran companies. One of the things I demanded, unless I was a bozo, and I, I really wasn't a bozo once in a while, maybe, but not very often. I would demand respect as the owner and the boss of the company. If I don't have respect, eventually things are going to start to unwind in a negative way. And what we have here with Jacob is a situation, it sounds like, and it's very common with siblings. That's one of the problems with with hiring relatives and friends. It's common in the sense that the familiarity, uh, that cliche, breeds contempt. Uh, we can look at that in a lot of ways, but basically, if I've known you and wrestled with you ever since you've been two years old, and we grew up together and went through some very interesting times and things, I'm not going to all of a sudden show up and look at you as my boss all the time. And eventually, depending on my character, I'm going to start to crack that relationship, take advantage of it, take comfort in you know the fact that, hey, I'm your brother, we're buddies, you wouldn't do anything to me, and I'm going to yeah, create bad habits in the company. And I'm not respecting you, who's the owner, even as you know the fact that you're younger than me and I've known you, I'm still required to do that if this company is going to thrive. I can't show disrespect and ignore you. I can't do it. Now, if I'm the owner and that's happening to me, it's incumbent on me. I'm not a believer in reclamation projects. And I'm also not a believer in blood in the sense with the company that because you're my brother, I have to take disrespect and, and uh, the things we agreed to aren't being done. I'm going to terminate you. Now, it's easy to say, but eventually if you're looking out for the best interests of the company, it's not hard to do. But you're going to face now family issues. Parents may be siding with with uh, your brother who you just fired, now he's unemployed, maybe even moving back with the parents, and God knows what kind of problems start, and they don't just stay with the business. They go to you and your personal life. Yeah, let me give you a couple examples. We've had a lot of, as I mentioned, a lot of situations with, with siblings as part of the business, and, and we've got a lot of partnerships, too, that, that, that weren't even family-related. And one of the questions we always ask is, who who is in charge? Good question. Okay. And, Absolutely. And in the case of Jacob here, you know, you don't have a partner from that standpoint. You know, your brother's there, but often, folks who even aren't owners can certainly be in charge. It happens a lot with family like that, where where, where kids or siblings can be, can kind of be in charge because what happens is you, as the owner, are, are now adjusting what you do and how you run the company based on what they're doing to be able to react to them. So making it very clear, kind of who's in charge and how things kind of work. Uh, one of the challenges that's talked about here in terms of getting out of a tough spot, too, people often, and what can suck the air out of things is people often look backwards. Hey, I'm guessing, you, you know, chances are in this situation you, you probably brought your sibling in to help out because you, you mentioned a tough spot. So maybe your sibling came in and maybe your sibling worked for free 
because you couldn't afford to pay somebody had a big job kind of coming up. They may have came in and work for free for a couple of weeks or a couple of months or whatever it might have been where somebody else would never do that. And, you know, that may have been months ago or years ago, but that's still being held out there as like it just happened yesterday kind of that's thing. Right. right. Hey, that's if right. it wasn't for me, Jack, you know, you, you never got this thing off the ground kind of thing. And they're holding that against you. And it can be very, very challenging. That's okay. It's a great, I appreciate that. You've now been compensated for that. You know, I appreciate that. But hey, going forward, things have to be a different way. And so part of what we often see is we often see those cracks. And so we had a client years ago where it was, a, it became a second generation company and, and we had, uh, we had twins. So uh, they were very good brothers, but after about seven or eight years of running the company together, they started to realize that, hey, you know, I say black, he says white, you know, the old oil and water thing. And the, the one brother said, hey, we're, we're still great brothers outside of work. But, man, within these walls, we haven't literally kind of gotten the ground wrestling and knock each other out kind of thing, but it's come close to that. I mean, you know, yelling matches and just, you know, disagreements. And we just don't do real well in a business setting. And I want to make sure that we maintain our strength and our relationship as brothers and so we can't work together. And so in that case, it was a little more, uh, I say, messy from the standpoint because they were both owners. You know, in this case here, Jacob, I mean, you got to make sure that if, if your brother's not going to understand that you are the boss, I don't care if you're older or younger, again, you're, this is your company and, and you're the boss, that in order to preserve the relationship as, a, as brothers, maybe it's best if you do move on. And you don't necessarily need to come in and, and fire them. So that's what we're kind of planning to get you out of here to help transition to somewhere else to get somebody in to replace you. But to make sure you're able to look, do what's best for the organization. Well, wait. Let's make sure, Jacob. Let's make sure that you take some time and compile a list, maybe about five to six, seven things that your brother's doing that bothers you, and especially those that show disrespect. Maybe speaking up, laughing, disrupting a meeting you're having, making kind of fun at the inappropriate time, ignoring you, and missing meetings, those kinds of things. Work up a list like that and talk to your brother. Bring him into, if you have an office, wherever, you know, just the two of you, his restaurant, whatever it might be. You go out and have a beer. It's okay to do yeah, it that way, whatever too. it's going to do, whatever, it's go- whatever makes sense for you guys. And basically, you, you tell him, look at, look at brother of mine. Uh, I love you, but as far as his business goes, here are five or six things, eight things, whatever it's going to be, I'd like to go over with you that are bothering me, and quite frankly, uh, I'm not going to put up with it anymore. And you go through those, and you get his opinion. And his opinion is either going to be, geez, I agree, because he's a humble guy, which isn't a high probability of happening, or he's going to push back on some of them. But in any event, you've aired your grievances with him, and you've told him you don't want to see those anymore, And you let him know that if they continue, he's going to be terminated. That's it. And then you follow through and do it. But that's when the fun will start, too, with the family, depending on how close and who's siding up with who, all the kind of things that families do. You're going to have to deal with that. And all those things could have been avoided if you didn't help your brother out of a spot by hiring him into your company. That's not the best way to hire people into the company by giving them a little charity. And more often than not, in my experience especially, I've seen that not work very often. You want good employees, and family and friends don't always 
fill that bill and they bring in extra baggage with the, uh, through the process. So that's a good discussion to have sooner versus later. And if you want to chat more about it, Jacob, why don't you reach out to us? We'd be happy to kind of chat with you some more. Why don't you shoot us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com. Um, we'd be happy to, uh, to chat more with you about it off air. We appreciate you, you submitting that question because it's a, it's a common challenge. One of the other common areas that comes up a lot, Jack, besides the siblings, is spouses. Oh, boy. And uh, talk about undue or tremendous influence. <laughs> if you're sleeping with the boss, boy, you, you have a lot of influence, Jack. There comes that sex thing again, in case you're wondering. I was, it. I was just going to pass over it, but you had you weren't going to pass up. over yeah, it. I, I was standing here. float by. I'm standing here. Since yeah, so I'm you're, standing, I wasn't going to bring it up. That's right. If you're sitting, I can, I can float it over your head, and it goes right by. That's <laughs> <laughs> you're standing, so I can't, I can't float it over yeah, your that's head. That's right. Jack. It's a formidable wall here. That's right. So, and, and we often say, and, and Jack and I are very aware, whether the spouse is involved in the company or not, the spouse is involved in the company because if your if if your if your wife owns a company and is working, um, a big part of what you and your wife talk about when she comes home is going to be business stuff most likely. She'll be talking to you about because it it's that's what you do. It's your identity. Yeah, <laughs> right. you got to talk about what else you're doing. <laughs> well, it's a big it's a big part of what's going on. You know, how was your day, right? And you, you, that's one of those questions you might ask. And then it's I went a, fishing. It's an hour. It's an hour bike, later. A bike ride for eight hours down in the Metro <laughs> Park. Yeah, yeah. That that's no. It's it's you're talking about business. That's what that's what you do. So so they get involved in discussions about things, right? And mm-hmm. and they they will have your best interests and and their best interests in mind because they're thinking about hey, what's best for our our family. You know, our little business here too, in terms of what's kind of going on in the day-to-day business part of it. So they have some influence, and so it's very often that whether they're part of the company officially or not, we understand that, that they're there, and that's that's great, that's appropriate. Okay, it's when you cross that line, and they now get brought in, and how, how can that happen? Well, it can happen from very simple things. You know, if uh, maybe if you're going to a trade show, and you maybe you decide to bring your spouse along. Because your spouse is an outgoing person, and they can they can talk to people and kind of you know you know and, and you're gonna, you're going on, you're going away to a trade show anyway you're going on a little bit of a trip we can expense the trip and all that kind of good stuff so maybe you, you, you get them involved there there's different ways you can get involved but maybe when you've got those uh, uh, parties or, or happy hours that are kind of going on and usually it's just the employees that are there but all of a sudden your spouse shows up as part of that too it can be very awkward yes. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> it throws a whole different uh, mood. Nah, the mood isn't the right word. It it creates a stress because now all of a sudden people have to watch what they say, and they basically. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm hearing voices. You're hearing voices? Yeah, that's yeah, okay. That's okay. Now, uh, they they can be they can be very distracting. They also tend to, they won't necessarily tend to do what you want them to do, right? So if you want them to do certain things, they're going to kind of do things their own way because, hey, I'm my own person. All of a sudden, you're not creating hassles or frictions or, or problems in your own world. And, again, you gotta you got to be there. you have to go home. And you don't want to be sleeping on the couch, Jack, or or wherever it might be. That's what you're trying, trying to avoid. Wherever the couch isn't available. That's right. So you're, you're making a decision not based on what's best for the organization, but it's best for your back or your 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 sleeping comfort or whatever it might be <laughs> and so that can be that, that can be very very challenging but it's a, it's a common thing to start to invite a spouse into the business well what happens if no i won't even go down that trail but you're right adam you're right i want you to go on that trail but i want you to do it after the break jack so we're up against our last break here so we'll come <laughs> back to that after that we got to see what's on jack's mind here so stay tuned for that i'm adam sonhalter and i'm jack mancini and i have nothing on my mind <laughs> 
right. Well, stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business here on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at com. All right, welcome back. We're back here in our final segment of Dirty Secrets of Small Business for this evening. And we're rolling down the river. There we go. That's what we're doing. We're good now. CCR. See that? Excellent. All right. Eventually, Sean will get songs you know, besides ELO. ELO is guaranteed, but if we got to expand your eyes a little bit, we're talking about Gordon Lightfoot coming here to town here at some point this year, too. Can't miss that one. All right, another one of your favorites. Definitely. Those are always good things. Wait, we got any Gordon Lightfoot? Yeah, we'll get some Gordon Lightfoot on the way out. All right, we'll make some requests for Sean. He takes care of us. He does. He's got them. He knows right where to go, too. All right, so we're we're heading out to break. We're talking about spouses and uh, and getting spouses involved in the company. We have a lot of times where spouses get involved. And talk about uncomfortable where if a spouse isn't working out, what do you do? And and we're big fans. Let's touch this a little bit, Jack, because we've hinted at it early in the show. I want to kind of broadly talk about the best way to help get a family member out of the business is to have them take themselves out. That's the best way. Okay. I agree. And uh, a way you do that is you try to, you know, people will often try to find a role for them. They'll move them around from one position to the other to the other and, and, and just see if they can find a fit. And it's tough because, again, even if you've got somebody who's, who's very willing to help and try to do some certain things, depending on what their skill base is, they may not have the right skills or the, the best skills as the company grows. It may work early on. They have good intentions, that's for sure. That's most often the case. But, yeah, they don't have the skill level right. to do it. And often the owner of the business can't evaluate those skills very well. So now we got a problem. You know, we, we have a problem, and we don't know how to solve it as the owner of the business. He just knows there's friction, problems. If he tries to go in and, and settle the problem, he or she doesn't have the, the experience, and it causes a family riff. Well, or rough or right. That's all right. No, the idea is what happens if we try to do this? Does it? You know, does that wind up in divorce? Well, okay. we've, seen, that, we've seen instances where that. Oh yeah, yeah. Or, or that's a that's a that's a big fear. Whether it's rational or irrational, again, we never quite know what happens behind closed doors, Jack. We get a good peek into people's lives and their business because of uh, of what we do day to day. But at the end of the day, when it's two people behind closed doors, that you know, only those two people know about that. And so, but that's a fear that's that's there. And so, often discussions that should be had aren't being had. But we know if all of a sudden we're hearing complaints, and you know, we'll see it. You know, because we we get involved not only with the owner, but you know, if there's multiple owners, we get involved. With multiple owners, we get involved with key people. We'll hear a lot of these frustrations or complaints or challenges, and you hear them enough, often enough, and the similar things. We know that these are real challenges. So it's a key thing if you have a family member, again, whether it be a spouse or a sibling or a parent or a child, and it's not working out, it's great to kind of try to move them around and, and be open with these things. Here's what we're trying to do. We're trying to find, trying to find the spot for you, Jack. You know, we tried, we've tried to put you over here, try to put you over here. It doesn't quite work. And if the company's growing, we can often maybe outgrow what the skill base is. How do we make it very comfortable for that, that exit so they can kind of leave on their own terms. That's Boy, the best that, way to make it happen. That's the best way, but it's tough. It, it is hard to execute that like all these other easing the uh, relatives or friends out of a company. 
they take it personal so often and it's a deep personal that it isn't rational for the most part and it's not necessarily what's best for the company or it is best what's best for the company to take that person out however you try to do it but however you try to do it it's difficult and right. it often backfires but you got to do it if you want to own a company and you want to hire your employees and friends and the statistics say that those employees are f- and friends are not employees but those relatives and friends are going to be a problem you buck that you're going to have problems so you got to own up to them because they're coming so here's a great way to sort of do that which we've had uh, a lot of our clients have had success with this and we we always harp on finding good people and when it comes to a small company again we talk about companies where most of our clients are between one and 25 employees if you have anywhere from two to four good people who are part of your organization count yourself as blessed and most of our clients don't know what that means when we talk about good people. They, they think they might know, and they, they may think all their people are really good. But when you have a really, really good person, okay, who's got some great experience, is very capable, and they can probably take over uh, certain aspects of your business, that's what good people look like. And as the owner, what you want to do is you want to have you know, those, those handful of people that you can now work through to help run and operate your business. If you have those people on board, what happens is you, that's who you bring in to replace where that that sibling or that spouse or that or that child is doing certain things, you're bringing up a, a person who's very good and capable, and it becomes very apparent to that to that to that uh, that sibling or spouse that, hey, you know what? Gee, they, they brought Jack in here. Man, Jack really knows this stuff. I mean, you know, I was doing my best here, but hey, you know what? This isn't the right role for me. Let's try to find something else for me to be able to do. So that with a good, open-minded uh, f- friend relative, that that's exactly what happens. Yeah, they they step aside. And they, they're happy for the event because the company is going to be better and everyone in the company is going to result in, in uh, feeling better and ultimately be more productive. And as you, as you, as you can appreciate, as the company grows and they start, to, they start to do different things, there are different holes that are part of the organization or different things maybe you haven't gotten to. And so that good um, family friend or relative who's involved you can move them around a bit, and then again, you start to replace them with those people who are very capable of, of doing those roles and bring more of the organization. And they start, you know, again, whether you're more direct, like, like Jack, like, like you're talking about, you can be very direct about these things. Is hey, we got to find the role for you, or it's just not quite working out. Or they start to become realizing, hey, I don't quite fit here. The people that you've surrounded yourself with are really good people. They can then step away and be comfortable. Hey, you're, you're in good hands. You have some good folks who are here doing things. They're far beyond my capabilities. Let me step away and kind of you know go do something else or, or where it might be, but to, to realize that it's not, they aren't the right fit there. That's the the, the preferred outcome. What you don't want to do is continue to kind of delay, delay, delay because as, as you mentioned before, that can have a very negative impact on. So if you do find those good people, they aren't going to say put up with that for a long time because they want to continue to improve things, be able to speak freely, to be, you know. If all of a sudden you know your 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 sibling's a pain in the butt, Jack, I, I, I'll tell you that a few times, but I'm not going to keep harping on it. I mean, I've delivered my message. You, know, you don't want to hear it do. anymore. That's right? right. Yeah, you you can't keep keep doing it. Right. So the question is, well, what are you going to do about it? I mean, you're the boss, so <laughs> what are you going to do about it? And if you do if you do nothing, okay, well, that's a that's a choice, but I don't have to do nothing about it. I can I, I can just eventually leave and find somewhere else where I don't have those those challenges or issues to be able to kind of worry about. Well, firing a person is always hard. I don't think you can ever get used to firing a person. And 
when you add to the fact that this person's a relative, wow, that makes it a hundred times harder. So the, the, the best advice is not to even start with a relative or friend and keep your spouse at a distance in the company. Unless she owns some of it or all of it, then that might be a little different approach or story. But basically, by starting a company or bringing a company that's been growing, I don't care what stage it's in, when you bring in relatives and friends to help out or because it's handy, those are usually the wrong reasons to bring them in. And it's going to come back to bite you more often than not. And I'm sure some people, and we have too, we have seen success stories with, with our relatives and friends. But uh, uh, the, the negatives far outweigh the, the positives on that score. That's why we're talking about this. Yeah, so be careful about it. And, and, and much like we encourage folks when they think about their business, about the exiting of it, think about the exiting of that, of that employee. And there's, there's humane ways to do it. For somebody, again, who's been a long-term employee or a friend of yours that's kind of like family or if they are family, make a plan. Hey, Jack, let's figure out the next five months, next six months to, to find ways to get a replacement in here for what you're doing and, and find a new place for you to give you time to kind of go find your next landing spots versus kind of cutting you off right now. There's ways to do that in a very humane way that's going to work not only for the business but for that you know that, that, that relative that you're parting ways with. Again, because you have to see these people again. Unless you're going to be shut off from your, from your family and be a total you know, recluse, and you're not going to see your, your your kids or your parents or your, your siblings or your spouse well, anymore. That happens, yeah. And that can happen too, but that's that's not what you want. Not, it's not what we encourage, but that can be one, one of the outcomes. So you got to think about that. And being very open with it up front. That's, that's, how, that's how we we'll, we'll often bring people in like that. We have those very frank discussions up front. And, again, uh, b- believe me when I say this, you know, our clients don't always listen to Jack and I. Boy, okay? isn't that hard to believe? I find that hard to believe personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, they don't. But we, we, we're on record talking about it. We make sure we have those, those discussions up front. We talk about, hey, if you're bringing your brother in here, let's make sure when we bring him in day one, we talk about, hey, if this is not going to work out, we're going to let you know about it. We're trying to find things that work. We think you're, you're a good fit for this. We'll, we'll, we will see. But yeah, if it doesn't work put, out, you, then you we'll have that. Yeah, you have that frank discussion up front, and you make a big deal out of it. You really do. That that hedges your possibility for success. You know, it it gives you a shot. Otherwise, no, it it, <laughs> it just doesn't work. We've seen too much of it. So yeah, so keep that in mind. And again, uh, a family business can be a wonderful thing when it works, when when it's done well, where you have the right people that are part of that organization that are, that are adding that value, and you're you're able to grow and do it. it. Can work very very well. It's some of those downsides that we've seen over our 15 plus years of doing this that can be very very challenging, and are unintended. People don't think about it. So if you have family business questions like that, where you've got folks who are already involved or thinking about about getting involved. You know, give us a shout. We'd be happy to talk to you about it. You can get us when we're not in the air by calling at 877-849-0670. Again, 877-849-0670. Shoot us an email, radio at MaximumVP.com. If you missed any part of tonight's show, you can go on the archive section at WINT Radio or go get the podcast at iTunes or Stitcher. When you're there, be sure to leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. I can see her.